Welcome to Worship in the Word. Today we're talking about the essence of teshuva. Of course, teshuva is the Hebrew word for repentance, but it means uh, a journey, uh, a return to God. And um, we're turning to 1 Peter uh, chapter 2. And we're going to read the entire chapter, which is 25 verses. But Peter was given by God uh, the keys to the kingdom. And um, Teshuva is one of the main keys to the kingdom of God. And we're going to see uh, how Peter defines this return to God. Okay, go ahead. Wherefore, laying aside all malice and all guile and hypocrisies and envies and all evil speakings. Okay. So this this first verse, a preacher or teacher could spend uh, multiple sessions just talking about this one verse. And it's speaking about uh, our language, the way we speak, uh, malice and guile, hypocrisies, envies, and then he, he puts the catch-all, all evil speakings. So we have to, if we're going to return to God, we have to do something about our language. We have to uh, remove the corrupt part of it, and we start from the inside out because the Bible says that uh, out of the abundance of our heart, the mouth speaketh. So we have to clean our hearts. Okay, go ahead. As newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word that ye may grow thereby. Okay, we can, <clears throat> we, we start with simple principles that God is love and God loves you and God wants to save you. Uh, <clears throat> that's sincere milk of the word, but then it gets into the meat of the word when it tells you how the how-to. And we're, we're into the milk of the word today and we're also <clears throat> excuse me going to get into some meat of the word okay go ahead if so be ye um, have tasted that the Lord is gracious to whom coming as unto a living stone disallowed indeed of men but chosen of God and precious. Okay, so we know that Jesus was uh, rejected by most of the people. Uh, he did win uh, quite a following, uh, and his uh, out of the eleven people that he had, well, he had twelve disciples. He said one of them was a devil, Judas, but of the eleven, he was able to transform and change the known world with those people but uh, he he was a, a uh, he was a living stone uh, 
actually the cornerstone, and he's precious. Go ahead. Ye also, as lively stones, are built up a spiritual house and holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. Okay. And he's speaking to everyone here. It isn't just uh, the preacher or the teacher of, of the Bible that is a lively stone that is built up in the spiritual house. It's every believer. If you're a believer, then you're built up as part of the house and there's a ministry that God has for you. Okay, go ahead. Wherefore, also, it is contained in the Scripture, Behold, I lay in Zion a chief cornerstone, elect, precious, and he that believeth on him shall not be confounded. Okay. He's the chief cornerstone uh, spiritually. <clears throat> Everything is built around him. And um, if uh, through our faith in him, he says we're not going to be confounded. That means to be confounded is to be confused and to not know which direction to go. But he'll give us, he'll lead us and guide us. Okay, go ahead. Upon you, therefore, which believe, he is precious. But unto them which be, be disobedient... The stone which the builders disallowed, um, the same is made the head of the corner. And a stone of stumbling, a rock of offense, even to them which stumble at the word, being disobedient, whereunto also they were appointed. But ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, and holy nation, a peculiar people, that ye should show forth the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness and into his marvelous light. Okay. <clears throat> we're a chosen generation. Uh, we're a royal priesthood. And uh, we're set aside for the work of God, to show praises. We, we praise him with every aspect of our life. It isn't just uh, singing songs and shouting hallelujah that, that is praise, but uh, we praise him when he, when, uh, by working and being uh, uh, a good member of, of society and, and uh, uh, in, in every aspect of our life, we give praise unto God and we give glory to him for the life that he's given us. Go ahead. Which in time past were not a people, but are now the people of God, which had not obtained mercy, but now have the have obtained mercy. Okay. <clears throat> Before we were not the people of God, and maybe you that are listening, you 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 you're you're in a search for God and you're you're not uh, trained in the Bible, you're just uh, learning and you want to know more about God, that you can be uh, part of the kingdom of God and be part of the people of God. And, and through that, you're going to obtain mercy 
for all of the uh, dumb things that you did in your life and and uh, evil things you said and people you heard and all the mistakes, uh, he, he, he will transform you and give you a new life. Praise God. Go ahead. Dearly beloved, I beseech you as strangers and pilgrims abstain from fleshly just, which um, war against the soul. Okay. So we're, we're in a land, if you're, if you're following God uh, now, uh, and as you enter into following God, you're going to find you're like that little fish swimming upstream and all the big fishes are swimming downstream. Uh, we're, we're in a different course. We have a different agenda uh, we're we're pilgrims in a land that's uh, that's full of sin, uh, and yet we can be holy people. Go ahead. Having your conversation honest among the Gentiles, that whereas they speak against you as evildoers, they may by your good works, which they shall behold, glorify God in the day of visitation. Okay. So, uh, if once you come to God, uh, your your life is going to change. And perhaps if if, uh, if you're listening to me and you've been serving God, uh, you know that um, when you change, when your life changes, not everybody is going to rejoice in in that change. They're going to be convicted by it. So they're going to some are going to attack you for it. But uh, they will see your life, and they will see the fruit of your life. And then uh, uh, God will uh, perhaps visit them. They'll have an experience that is divine, and they'll realize uh, from your life. The Bible says that we're living epistles, known and read of all men. So people can read from your life, even though they won't tell you personally, oh, that's great the way you're living now, because it convicts them. They'll see that that a big change is made, and, and they'll recognize it. So go ahead. Submit yourselves to every ordinance of man for the Lord's sake, whether it be to the king as supreme or unto governors as unto them that are sent by him for the punishment of evildoers and for the praise of them that do well. For so is the will of God, that with well-doing ye may put to silence the ignorance of foolish men, as free and not using your liberty for a cloak of maliciousness, but as the servants of God. Honor all men, love the brotherhood, fear God, honor the king. Servants, be subject to your masters with all fear, not only to the good and gentle, but to also to the froward. For this is thanksworthy. If a man for conscience toward God endure grief, suffering wrongfully, for what glory is it if when ye be buffeted for your faults, ye shall take it patiently? But if when you do well and suffer for it, ye that take it patiently, this is acceptable with God. Okay, this, this is a toughie for us. 
we know that when we do right, uh, uh, or let's uh, backtrack, we know when we do wrong that, that, that we're going to suffer, uh, perhaps, you know. I used to speed a lot when I was younger and got numerous tickets and, um, and so forth. Um, but there was one time when I got stopped and I wasn't speeding and I got a ticket for speeding. And that bothered me because it wasn't fair. It was the person that was ahead of me had the same color truck as I did and they were speeding and I got the ticket that they should have gotten. But God is saying that even when you suffer and you've done right, you still have to have a good attitude. I, I can't say that I had a great attitude <laughs> at that time. But I've learned that there's a check within me from the Word of God when something like that happens now to me that I, uh, I ask God's uh, power to have a good attitude even when I'm treated, I've done right, but I've treated, I'm treated wrong because of what I've done right. And, uh, and he says this, he says, this isn't something that I'm going to give you a great reward for. He says, this is just acceptable. This is acceptable behavior. Um, so this is the meat of the word here <laughs> I was telling you about. This is a, this is a toughie. This is tough for people uh, that have been uh, in a church for a long time, position, high positions, pastors, you name it. Uh, when they're treated wrongfully, when they've done right, it's hard to take. It's a hard-to-take thing, uh, but uh, it's what Jesus did. He, he, he did everything perfect. He, he spoke everything perfect, and he went to a cruel cross and suffered for us, but he had a good attitude, and, and that attitude was victorious. He overcame death, hell, and the grave. Praise God. So he is our example, and, and this is the teshuva, of, is learning how to, to live. Because as, as we are, suffer some things, people are watching. People are watching. We're living epistles, no one no, read of all men. And they, if, if we can live that out, they see a difference in us than what the norm is. And they want that for themselves because it's it's a life of peace. If you can if you can brush that off, if you can uh, if you can forgive those that uh, have have done a wrong uh, to you, then uh, it brings peace in your life, and that's what people are seeking. Go ahead. For even hereunto were ye called, because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us. An example that ye should follow. See, there, there it is right there. His steps. <clears throat> who did no sin, neither was guile found in his mouth. Who, when he was reviled, reviled not again. When he suffered, he threatened not, but committed himself to him that judgeth righteously. Who his own self bear our sins 
in his own body on the tree that we, being dead to sins, should live unto righteousness by whose stripes ye were healed. Okay, so because of his sacrifice on the cross, the shedding of the blood, uh, uh, we can be freed of our sins, and at that point we, we can move into righteousness doing all of the right things like like he did. Um, and he says, by his stripes we are healed. The stripes were when they took the whip and they lashed him with a whip. He didn't deserve that, folks. He didn't deserve any of that. Uh, but yet he did it because he loved us. I want you to think about that. Let's read the last verse. And this is where Peter, all of this that we've read uh, points to this thing, uh, which is the essence. All of all we, what we've read is the essence of Teshuva, and he culminates it here in verse 25. For ye were as sheep going astray. Hear that? We, I was as a sheep going astray until... Uh, something happened that brought me into the presence of God. Now are now returned unto the shepherd and bishop of your souls. Okay. We were, we were sheep going astray, but now we are returned unto the shepherd and bishop of your souls. Uh, for maybe you're, maybe you've never been spiritual, you've never uh, gone to church, or even if you've been in church, uh, you, you've never realized that from the day you were born, God was the shepherd and bishop of your soul. And he's, throughout our lifetime, he's trying to draw us, he's trying to woo us into, into the kingdom of God so that he can bless us. He wants, he's the God of the blessing. He wants to bless us with a new life, and uh, he wants to uh, to fully be our shepherd and bishop of our souls. So thank you for listening today, and God bless you. If my people which are called by my... They pray.